Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. As always, so glad you're here with us as we answer more of your listener questions. Pam joins me today, and we answer both questions for Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resorts. We talk about if a preferred room at the Value Resorts is worth it. Do you pay extra for that closer location to dining, the featured pool, maybe transportation? We have a debate on that. We also talk about some of the quiet places you can find at the Disneyland theme parks. For somebody that is sensitive to loud noises, we give some thoughts there. We also talk about the logistics of parking. If you want to have a meal over at Geyser Point, but you have plans outside of Walt Disney World later in the evening, can you park at Wilderness Lodge? If not, where should you park? How should you get there? This and much more coming your way on today's show. As always, our podcast is brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are Disney experts, and they're standing by right now for no extra cost to you to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link this busy holiday season. That one extra click really does help out everything we do here on the show throughout the year. Just click through BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible, and our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over, Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2198 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you're having a great week. And uh, of course, this week is not as awesome as last week. Last week, this time, we were getting ready to have the turkey, watch the football, and hang out with friends and family. But hey, two out of three ain't bad. You got friends. And you got your virtual family here with you today. And I still have some football to look forward to in about 48 hours. I can't wait, but we'll talk about that on Friday. But we're going to have a good time talking Disney and answering your listener questions, as we've been doing since 2008, if you can believe it or not. And again, coming to you live from the new VR Guest Podcast Studios, excited for the new digs. And joining me today to answer those listener questions she is freshly returned from Walt Disney World and getting ready to head out to Disneyland herself. She's going out to the West Coast. We have Pam Forrester. She's the co-owner of the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday, Pam. What's going on? Happy Wednesday. First of all, love the new the new podcast studio. Thank you. It's awesome. Love all the stuff. I loved it. I will look forward to seeing how you like change it up like during all the things yes. during the seasons. I don't do that. Maybe I should consider that, but I don't do that. It's always sort of the same stuff, but yes, I love it. It looks so great. And yes, world to land. Um, and it's like, there's a little different process in planning each one and making the park reservations and doing all that. So like, I'm like, today I opened up the Disneyland app and like, okay, do I remember how to do this? Yes, I do. Okay. I'm good. Good to go. So looking forward to it. And I love 
a year where I get to see the holiday stuff in Disney World and Disneyland. Like that's a pretty good year. So a couple mornings ago, as I was, you know, get up, get my morning walk or run in on the treadmill first thing in the morning, head down to the storage room, listen to my favorite podcast. And I was listening to Matt Parrish from 3028. He just got back with his family from Disneyland holiday trip and just could not say enough good things about. He really was just going on and on about California adventure, the atmosphere, the snacks, the um, the decorations. And of course, Disneyland as well with Small World, the. You know, the, the projection show, it, it, was, it turns into nighttime yes. and, you know, so the Haunted Mansion holidays, stuff like that. But what are you looking forward to? Because we're going to kind of talk about what you just had at Walt Disney World, but you've been there during the holidays. You know, what are you excited for at, at the West Coast Resort there when you head out this week? So, I mean, you know, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't say Haunted Mansion holiday, right? Because it is the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay of the Haunted Mansion that they do each year at Disneyland. And it's just such a unique thing. I love it. I understand why they don't do it at World and Land, but dang, every time I'm out there at the holidays, I'm a little jealous of that. Um, I also like the uh, Small World um, holidays. I think that's a really cute thing that they do each year at, at Disneyland. They sort of transform that. I love the projections on Small World too. I think that's really cool. And could they have better looking holiday snacks for us? I'm I mean, oh. I, I, I'm just even well, Disney World really stepped it up this year, too. But I'm, I'm just like, I can't believe all these snacks. And, you know, there's something about Disneyland. You know, we always talk about that. I think there's a real nostalgia. Mike, you felt it when you were out there, that kind of thing. It's a different experience. Um, and I'm staying at the Disneyland Hotel. And I, I actually like all three of the hotels for a different reason. I can't wait to see how they're going to be updating Pixar um, Pier. That, I mean, I think that will be a really, really cool overlay. Or, you know, not overlay, but like, I guess a re-theme. Re yeah. Paradise. Sorry, Paradise. I called it Pixar. Like, this, like the area. But Paradise Pixar I, Pier. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I love Grand California, and I think it's beautiful. I love the Disneyland Hotel, though. There is something about that that feels so classic to me um, that, you know, I love it. So love them all, but, yeah, going to get to stay there this time. So doing some work, though, going out for a conference. We get to go out for the Earmarked um, Agency Owners Summit, which is where they pull all the owners of the um, agencies that have been de designated an earmarked agency. Oh. If they ask about theme park reservations, Mike Rollman says, get rid of them. Just saying, if you, just in case they want to know what I'm, what my vote is, just in case you run across anybody in the C-suite, just, right. hey, what's Mike think? This just, uh, just, just uh, yes, it. we'll see. We'll, uh, we'll <laughs> see if they say that. Just in case you see Bob's floating around. I don't right. know. You never know. I mean, you're in Bob's California. or Josh's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. You'll see. And uh, real quick, before we answer the first question, shout out to Alan, who is tuned in live. Uh, in the UK Pavilion, watching us live here on Facebook, it looks like. And Sherry is tuned in from the Candlelight Processional, also in Epcot. Oh, Just a couple. Of, cool. You guys are doing it right. Uh, I'll take a Scotch egg and um, what, <laughs> what's your the Candlelight Processional? Uh, the, the Solitary Life, that song. Tears you. I, yeah, I, I love <laughs> everything about the Candlelight Processional. It's like one of those things. If I'm in Epcot and I hear it, I'm like, oh. It's a candlelight processional, so yep. um, you just got to watch it. 
And shout out to Scotty G, who is sitting at MCO as we speak from his epic adventure. Oh, wah, 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 the ride home. There you go. But also, kudos to him for taking us live. During the the call-in show on Sunday night, uh, we rode uh, Big Thunder Mountain. I called him live on the... Usually, we take calls. That's how the the Sunday night live show is supposed (laughs) to work. Like, we take calls. No, I reversed it. I called him, and he answered on the second lift hill of Big Thunder. So tomorrow, make sure you listen. Even if you got to fast forward to the end of the show, it's the last 10 minutes. It was epic. He's like, hello? I'm like, where are you? Second lift hill, big thunder. I'm like, okay, here we go. And it was, it was epic. I was scared to death he was going to lose his phone. Anyway, let's get to the questions. Jenna's got a question. Hello, BOGP crew. I'm loving the new cartoon with Scotty G represented. Yes, we appreciate yes. that. It's awesome. He's got a little elf ears and a figment hat and all kinds of stuff. She says, I'm headed down to Walt Disney World for a solo springtime surprise trip. I haven't been to Disney World since I was eight years old. I have three days of tickets, and I need to plan which days, uh, which parks to go to. Currently, I'm thinking the studios, Magic Kingdom, and Epcot. I'm coming back in July with my husband and three kids. One of my children loves animals, so I thought it might be nice to save Animal Kingdom to first experience with her. They didn't have it when I was eight. I'll be flying in Thursday morning and leaving on Tuesday morning. I'm doing the challenge, so she's there for the race weekend. So Monday will be my only full day to explore without a race. Thursday, I plan to do the expo. Friday and Saturday, I'll have the race and then time to go to a park after. And Sunday, I plan to have a rest pool day after the 10-mile race. When should I go to each park? Which park should I save for Monday? And she says, I do go to Disneyland every year. So perhaps I should optimize for things we don't have on the West Coast. That said, we're coming back for four days in July as a family. I'd love your advice as I don't know where to make my reservations. Thank you. I love your podcast. It feels like we're all friends and I can't wait to meet some lizards at the springtime surprise race weekend. Thanks, Jenna. Okay, so let's think about this. So I believe it's spring spring surprise. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 5K, 10K, 10 miler. So that way we can have the races. And she's got three days of tickets. I agree. Save Animal Kingdom. For with your kid, if they're a, if they're an animal fan, and there we go, I should have closed the door and taken Riley out, but I didn't. She wanted to cheer in for the uh, as soon as I said Animal Kingdom, she had to you know get in on that. Uh, so anyway, so I would do the studios, Magic Kingdom, and Epcot totally if you haven't been there since you're eight. I mean that that to me that's yeah. a no brainer. So Expo Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. She wants a rest day after the ten miler pool day rest day. I get and then that Monday. How would you like? Would you lay the Parker's so version. you tell me, Mike, I, because I feel like Epcot typically has the most walking. Do you want to get that in before your races or do you want to save that until Monday? Because that was that was my big that was the thing I was most. It's, so the, the thing I would think about is where do you because she's going to have all of her medals by the end of the, the race weekend. Right. So Monday might be that day that you, and I don't know if she has a park hopper. But the thing is, you might want to get your pictures in front of Cinderella Castle with all your medals. So if so, Monday would be your Magic Kingdom day. Also, it's kind of like everybody's favorite park. I don't know. You're Disneyland. I know she's based on the West Coast because I, I help right. book her trips. So, you know, maybe Magic Kingdom isn't the, the be all and end all for her because she goes to Disneyland all the time. And there's a similarity between those two parks. Maybe Epcot's going to be the cool thing because it's so different. So, I, you know, I would say, yeah, you, there is a lot of walking at Epcot, though. There is. And the other thing I was thinking of, if you want to do Guardians of the Galaxy, you want to be trying to get in that virtual queue 
And is that going to be better off being a day that you aren't running at all? Um, these are the, these are the things I'm thinking about. I'm not, I don't have a good plan for on what to do, but these are the things I would consider. I think Hollywood studios is, you know, again, fairly easy to go. It's not a ton of walking. It's not a huge park. Um, and, but there are definitely things you're going to want to see like, um, rise of the resistance and slinky dog and Minnie and Mickey's runaway railway. Those are, you know, all three big attractions that you're going to want to see that day. I would consider Genie Plus for sure. Um, if you, you know, if you're inclined to do that, because it will give you just more options. And if you do have park hopping options, it's also really easy to pop to another park. So, right. So what I might do, I'm just thinking about this. I might go Thursday, just do the expo. You're it's your rival day. Enjoy the resort. Maybe go to Disney Springs. Go to the expo. Take your time because you get you feel stressed. Like the expo takes more time than you think. You think I'm just going to mm -hmm. pop over and out in an hour. It does. It takes an hour, more than an hour just to get there and back, like with the buses. And then, yeah, where you, the bus drops you off is yeah. sometimes far away from where the actual it's expo walking. is. It's a yeah. lot of walking. because You're from one building, you get it a bib, is. the other building gets shirts. And then you might want to do some shopping with the vendors. It's not as big at Spring Surprise, but it's still. Yeah, there's a lot to do over there. So take your time. I mean, enjoy the experience. So Thursday, resort time, Disney Springs, get some cool snacks, dinner at Disney Springs, something like that. Friday, I would do studios. Saturday, I'm going to say Epcot. It's still, you know, it's 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 a six-mile race. No, no. Well, it's killing me, though, because you want to save your legs, though, for the 10-miler. <laughs> you don't want to pile right. it on. I know that's what I was thinking. But then too. Monday, you want to have your metal pictures at the Magic Kingdom. Well, I mean, get your metal pictures in front of Spaceship Earth. On Monday. I think it's a great. I've done that. Or I've done eat that. the countries. Or the countries, yeah. And yeah. there's also, I think, in that in the Italy Pavilion, when you can stand there and have Spaceship Earth way behind you, that's a really cool photo as well. Okay, like I said, if you see any bobs this week. Tell them to get rid of the park reservations, and then we don't have to answer this question again. <laughs> That's why this question is driving me crazy already. I'm just saying. With Exhibit A right here. Have them tune in for the first 10 minutes. Okay. Next question is from Ashley. Hey, Mike and team. What is your ideal non-park day to explore and rest? After two and a half days at Disneyland last week and 30,000 plus steps per day, I realized I can't do five non-stop park days anymore. For my trip in February, I'm planning one free day mid-trip. The problem is, I have too many ideas. Fort Wilderness horse riding, Disney Springs shopping, swimming, cruise to Sasagula to grab beignets, dinner at Beaches and Cream, watch the fireworks from the Polynesians. See, this is no longer a rest day. How do you take a break without wasting a day? Thanks for your help. Me planning my escape, listening to you all, and planning my trip will get me through the long, dark, cold days ahead of me. Don't, don't put it like that, man. That was miserable. Right? Oh, God, don't it's tell depressing. us. I mean, it's coming, but we don't have to say it out loud. Okay. So, Ashley, the good good point, though. I mean, really, there are so many things to do yeah. outside the theme parks. And she just nailed a bunch of the best. But, fam, you are really the – you actually, you and Scott are kind of the – you guys are like A1 pros at non-park days. So, without wasting it but also without being super active too where you're you know still putting 20,000 steps on your feet yeah what's an ideal non-park day so for me I think what I would do is um I do kind of a breakfast somewhere 
I probably a character breakfast because you are really sort of accomplishing something there, right? You're getting your pictures with characters. You're having a good meal. You're doing all that. And it's fun. Then I would head over to Disney Springs for a little bit. I wouldn't try and see to do it all, right? I'd pick a few things that I thought were really important to me. I'd do those things. Then I'm back at the resort. You know where I'm going with this one. I'm going to the pool for a while. You've got to incorporate that in. So many people don't take that opportunity. And I think they're really missing something because the pools at your Disney World Resort are fantastic. They really are. And just so much fun. So I'd hang there for a bit um, after doing Disney Springs. And um, then I think I would look at a nice dinner somewhere, either... A dinner at a resort. I wouldn't do dinner at my resort. I would go somewhere to do dinner. That's exactly what I was going to say. I would schedule a dinner at some other resort than yours because that gives you the excuse to get over to another resort. And and here's the thing. You could explore not only your resort, but like that neighborhood of resorts. So, for example, make a reservation for Sebastian's Bistro. So go to the Caribbean Beach. You know, that's kind of an underrated place that people aren't really talking about. It was really, you know, people were talking about when it first opened. I liked it. And, you know, it's kind of unique. But then you could go explore the Riviera. You could hop on the Skyliner and, you know, jump over to, you know, walk around Beach Club, Yacht Club, Boardwalk. No problem. Make it an evening on the Boardwalk. Perfect. And if somehow you can, at one of those resorts, you can do a movie under the stars, even for part of the time, even if you don't stay for the whole movie, I think that you're really sort of capping off then your night in a fantastic way. Um, there's just really something about the Disney World resorts and and seeing and spending time in them, I think is a really cool part of the vacation. Yeah, I mean, you know, she had a list of all those things. Maybe do one of those things. You know, she mentioned Disney Springs. You could replace Disney Springs with, you know, horseback riding at Fort Wilderness or, mm-hmm. you know, you could combine Disney Springs with that river cruise on the Sasagula. You know, you could, for sure. instead of eating at Disney Springs, you could make an ADR for uh, boat rides. You know, it. it yeah. people don't ever talk about boat rides at Riverside. I've eaten there twice, and it was a good meal both times. Kind of a hidden right. gem. It was decent. You know, it's a, you're not going to ride home. You can do beignets oh, at yeah. French Quarter. Totally. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, do boat rides, dinner, walk over to French Quarter, you know, and, you know, then you could, you know, take a bus back from French Quarter back to a theme park and, you know, catch a bus or sky. I don't know where you're staying, you know, get back, you know, because... That's one of those days where you're not in a rush, so you can make Disney transportation as part of the experience because you're not in a hurry. So you could go, you know, eat dinner at, you know, do some shopping at Disney Springs, boat to Riverside, have dinner at Boat Rides, walk over to French Quarter, eat some beignets. Oh, man. Why am I here? This sounds awesome. And then, you know, catch a bus to wherever your resort is, or you can't go to your resort, but take a bus bus to like a, a theme park. Mm-hmm. And then catch a bus to your, you know, or Skyline or whatever to your hotel, monorail, you know, wherever, wherever you got to go, you know, boat. And that's, you know, because you're not in a rush that day. You're not going to a theme park. Right. Oh, man. I'm ready. Sign me up. All right. Have fun, Ashley. All right. Next question is from Sarah out in Indianapolis. She says, hey, Mike, Pam, Ricky and Scott, we're headed down to Walt Disney World on December 8th. On Friday, December 9th, we have a Crystal Palace reservation at 555 p.m. So that our boys can meet the Winnie the Pooh characters. However, it's a Christmas party night and we don't have tickets for that evening. Since our reservation is before 6 p.m., I think we should be okay. 
and won't be kicked out, but just wanted to check and make sure that I shouldn't be trying to find something earlier. Thanks for everything. Sarah, is Sarah okay? Are they going to get the boot? <laughs> You're, uh, you are okay. You are okay. Um, you'll be good to go there and they'll um, probably escort you out when you're done. But yes, it's a, you know, that's a, a great way to sort of end your day at the Magic Kingdom. You get to see Winnie the Pooh um, and friends. It's so great that the characters are back at, at just about all the locations now. So love hearing that. Um, love seeing Winnie the Pooh back. But yes, you'll be able to do that. I know a few years ago, remember there was one year where after they had released the party and people had dining, they were like, yeah, if you're 545 and later, you have to have tickets to the party. It's like. Yeah, that was messed up. <laughs> we're like, um, yeah, no. Yeah, do you have like an intern doing this? Because that, that's not right. Like somebody dropped the ball. Order like, ball of events, dropped. I think we needed to think yes. about. Yeah, so. somebody, somebody missed that math class of order of operations. Like. <laughs> They tried to add and subtract before multiplying and dividing, and they totally forgot about the parentheses. Uh, yeah, I think that does happen sometimes when dining opens up before park hours are released to the order of operations. Yes, Disney, take a class. It does. All right, next question is from Doreen. She is 1,500 miles from Walt Disney World, but doesn't say exactly where, so put a pin in Walt Disney World. Get your compass out, and we can find her somewhere in that circle. Yeah, someone in, somewhere in the circle. <laughs> I love it. Don't tell us where you are. Uh, let's see. No, I love knowing where people write in from. Hello, Mike, Pam, Ricky, and Scotty G. Hoping I could get some guidance. We'll be staying at the Beach Club Villas during the week of December 10th. We will have a car. We have a reservation for the holiday sleigh ride at Fort Wilderness at 7 p.m. and tickets for Night of a Million Lights the same night. What I'd like to do is eat at Geyser Point and view the decorations in the lodge before heading for the sleigh ride. After the sleigh ride, we'll head to the Night of a Million Lights. I'd like to drive over to Wilderness Lodge, but unsure if I'm allowed to park there to eat at Geyser Point. If I can't, this is where the transportation gets complicated. Any thoughts would be appreciated. Thank you, Doreen. So I think she is valid thinking about this because she could be turned 100%. away from Geyser Point. And it's a simple yeah. solution. Yeah. Um, and the issue is typically the rule is if you don't have a dining reservation that is associated, once you get to the resort, it's really at the guard's discretion um, based on their current levels of parking and how strict they're being and whatnot, whether or not you will be able to park there. I'm not really able to say, yes, you will be able to park there or no, you will not. Some guards are like, okay, sure. And some of them are like, absolutely not. So if you want to be really safe, here's what I would do. I would park at the transportation and ticket center and then take the boat from the Magic Kingdom over to the Wilderness Lodge. It's really kind of a cool boat ride. You get to see some really cool things. Um, love that part. So then you don't even have to worry about just budget a little extra time in that space. But that's what I would do for sure. Would you try? Here's here's the question, because this is what would be going through my head. Would you like roll uh, right. the dice going over to the wilderness lodge first? Um, I may I may do that. I probably right? I probably up. would. I mean, because it's probably going to cost you. It's a it's a gamble. You may get in, you may not, and if you get in, it's going to save you probably forty five minutes at least. Right. It's probably you know, and if it doesn't, it's probably going to cost you ten because you're right, right there. So I would probably yeah. swing by, tell them. 
you know, what the deal. You Here's the thing. You do have a confirmation number for the sleigh ride. Right, but that's at Fort Wilderness. Huh. Could you park? I'm trying to think. Could you park at Fort Will? Is there transportation between Fort Wilderness and Wilderness Lodge? I is there still that little that bus that takes you back? I know the boat used to run in between. Because that'd be prime to park there. Right. I don't know. And you know what? At Fort Wilderness, they have that big lot out front. You could park out there, like where all the RVs park. Yeah, for sure. You could totally do that. They wouldn't hassle you there. No, because you you are you're there for the um, for the care or for the ride, the sleigh ride. Yeah. So if if there is, and I'm trying to think, I think there is transportation between the two. There's at least there a used bus. to be. I'm just not sure if that's back or not. I think there's a bus. I don't know if there's a boat, but I think there's a bus. So yeah, if you could park at Fort Wilderness, take a bus over to Wilderness Lodge. I think they share a bus, and then you could have geyser point but then you need your car for geyser point so you'd have to then take another bus back to your yeah that'd be a hassle yeah, it's not ideal yeah, it's totally not ideal because i know they're going over to the give kids a world uh, not of a million lights i know it's it's funny there's a few places like that that you can't make a reservation for but totally legitimate you're going there for right. dinner I know. geyser points one of them um three bridges is another one so i would explain my situation to the guard shack in this case like look we're doing a sleigh ride we have a confirmation number we're at fort wilderness we would like to eat it i think with a a lot of times with a confirmation number for something they do give you the leeway you know so just, you know, and tell them you, what the deal is. You're going over to get, you know, make sure you say you're going to give kids the world after and you want to make sure you get there on time. It's very busy. You know, you're really excited. Throw it all out there and just be honest because you are doing all these things. You're not lying. And I think you may get good. Results. I think Fort Wilderness would be the preferred place to park. It will take some time, but then you're closest to you're going to get off your sleigh ride. Right. And you, you want to go to give kids the world right then. So that's what you're closest to at that point. Yeah, that's true. You're either doing you're either doing the ride in between the two before or after. Yeah, so. and to be better before, in which so did we, confuse? <laughs> totally did we confuse? Totally confused. Totally confused. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I don't know what's going yeah. on. So let's go to the next question because we totally hose that thing. <laughs> okay, Liliana's got a question. Hey, BOGP crew, I'm a longtime listener from Washington State. I'm 14, and have grown up listening with my family. Now, how old I is that? Say- this podcast will be 15 years old in March. So this person, Liliana, this podcast is as old as you. How to yeah. makes me feel so and I just had a birthday. I mean, now did not only did I get excited that I got a room, boots, and a chair for my birthday, and I couldn't have been more excited. But uh yeah, thank you, Liliana. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> it is awesome, but man, I feel old. In December, we're going to Disneyland for about a week to celebrate my parents' 22nd wedding anniversary. I was wondering if you had any ideas for quiet places to go uh, to go to in Disneyland or DCA. Recently, I really struggled with loud and sudden noises and crowds. I tend to want to take breaks to regain some of my energy. I do have noise-canceling headphones I will be bringing with me that tend to help me. My family and I have been brainstorming places to go for a quick break. So far, we've come up with the Hungry Bear. That's going to be my pick. Oh, right. Liliana. <laughs> I love the hungry bear. That was my favorite, right. like hidden gem of my trip in July, but you got it. All right. First thing she says, the art gallery slash Abe Lincoln on main street, 
Yes, that's you know, the, the like the um, mm-hmm. the great moments with Mr. Lincoln, like the yeah. vestibule out there. Yes. Uh, let's see. She said the animation building. I would love to hear any ideas you have. Last year, we went to Disney in November and I used my headphones there, which really helped. We also got to meet Ricky at the Merriest Nights event. That's awesome. Fun. That's pretty cool. Thanks for helping me out and hosting such a great podcast. Love, Liliana. Liliana, we appreciate you listening out in Washington. That really makes my day. That's so cool. So, Pam, you've been there many more times than I have. I've only been to Disneyland DCA once, uh, and I want to fix that and be there a million times because I fell in love with the place. But some quiet places. So there is a little wishing well that's on the side of the castle that has Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Um, I would sort of check that out as a little place to sort of unwind and um, look. You got to look in the wishing well, too, because that's really sweet. But it's right there by the castle, by one of the paths there um, to the right of the castle. So check that out. Um, the th- I think the Disneyland, I felt like at times it has more little places to sit. So there's sort of a walkway that goes next to Big Thunder Mountain Railway. I was going to say that. There's a tree yes. back there even. There's a huge yes. tree that I felt like, I don't know what the story is of this tree, but the tree, it's kind of back by the entrance to Galaxy's Edge, right? Kind yep. of back there. Yeah. I was like, this walkway is wide and it's not very busy. It's got this huge tr- shade tree. I, I love yeah. it. We walked through there many times. I was going to say that. That's a great place. It is. It is. And it's always sort of seems quiet back there. I wouldn't, um, you know, discount the boat, you know, the ferry boat, that sort of a long meandering, you know, ride around, you get to see things um, and stuff like that. But I think that that's a good location at the very back of um, Pixar Pier. There is a a dining location there, um, Paradise Garden Grill. I was looking for the name, Paradise Garden Grill, that is often very quiet. You go sort of all the way to the back of Disney's California Adventure, but um, you can you can get food there, and there's lots of sitting places, and I like that area too. I also think that the, um, the area sort of um, Grand Californian's entrance into disney's california adventure back there there's a really sort of quiet area to sort of sit to a lot of evergreens because it's back by that whole area of the park so love that too and the other thing to keep in mind is you're so close when you're at disneyland to um the resort hotels and disney's grand californian is right there there are so many fantastic places to sit in that lobby get some quiet, go up in some of the floors that look down on the lobby and find a place to sit. There is a special entrance and exit of um, California Adventure right there into Disney's Grand Californian. So check that out too. You'll find lots of good locations. Speaking of the resorts, another place that I love to sit. Now this would be a little bit of a walk. I mean, it's five minutes though. Everything is so like cutely uh, compact in Disneyland yeah. Resort. I loved it. So you would have to walk from the Disneyland, you know, DCA or Disneyland through downtown Disney to the Disneyland hotel. But right outside, there's these awesome chairs, like the the little tables right outside the Disneyland hotel, kind of across from the pool. Those chairs are super comfortable and they're so chill. Like you could totally sit there and just kind of get some downtime and just watch people go by, see people swimming, see people going from like uh, Trader Sam's and Tangaro Terrace there and. 
Yeah, oh, that's a great so idea. Great. I mean, it's a little bit outside, you know, the, like you said, it's kind of the Grand Californian idea. But yeah, there's, I mean, you just got to kind of happen upon them, but there are places. Yeah, sure. it's, it's busy, but oh man, so, so much fun. And uh, congratulations to 20 years to your parents. Make sure you tell them from us. I know. That's, cool. that's great. That is. All right. Sarah's got another question about Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. She says, Hey, Mike and crew, I was wondering your thoughts on when to attend the Christmas party at the Magic Kingdom. Do you go on your rest day or on your Magic Kingdom park day? Our schedule is usually two parks, rest, two parks. So I'm wondering when you would go with that schedule. Thanks while you do and roll tide. Roll tide, Sarah. Okay, so, and there's a sliver of a chance. No, just kidding. Um, okay, so she go, they go two parks, rest two parks. If you go to the Christmas party, which at this point they're all sold out for this year, but hypothetically Man. we could talk. Um, do you go like, do you go to the Magic Kingdom eight o'clock that morning and just roll through? I don't because I, I don't either. I don't have the stamina. I'm like I, I said, I got boots, a chair in a room for my birthday. I'm at that point <laughs> in my life. I can't do it all day. <laughs> I, I know my limits like I can somehow I eat out a marathon. I don't know how long that's going to be happening anymore. Now that I got a boots, a chair in a room for my birthday. That's telling me something, but I can't do it. So I have to do it on like I, I chill out the day of the party. Like I, I make sure the party is something I look forward to. I pool day that day, you know, late breakfast, character breakfast, something like that. I make it a real chill day. It's kind of same thing for you, I think. Yeah. And the other thing I think is I either schedule it on a day where I know I'm going to have downtime the next day. Cause you're out pretty late. I mean, I, for, for Mike and I, this is late. <laughs> yeah, <seriously>. I <laughs> 10 o'clock, man. I'm like, I need my little Debbie <laughs> snack and my glass of milk and I need to be tucked in. <laughs> well, I mean, so I'm either doing it there or I'm doing it right before, like my last night. And it's sort of like the last hurrah, right, of the trip. You know what I mean? And then I'm going home the next day. But that's my thinking for that. I tend to take it a little easier on that day. Um, I may be up and out of park that morning. But I'm, I'm having some downtime in the afternoon, for sure, in order to prepare for the party. I'm getting there right when they let guests with tickets to the party get in and soaking up the last couple hours of regular park admission time. And then I'm doing that. I will tell you, too, if I had my chance again, and we'll talk about this on the Friday show, but I would do the dessert party during the um, during the the christmas party really see i, I, I would i, I, still can't, I, I cannot would. i cannot believe that like that just sounds so counter intuitive know, right? to me like you're paying all this money again frugal mike here you're paying all this money to go to the christmas party and right? then you're gonna pay more money to do something during that like you're you're uh, I okay so we got to talk about that on friday because i will, gotta hear will. the the, the yeah. rationale yeah <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Cause I do not let me forget that. Cause I, I can't, I, won't, I cannot put my up. head around that okay. because I was kicking myself that I didn't like really? literally I was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And Annabelle here in the live chat she says, so happy you uh, see you guys tonight. Can't wait for Scott to tell us about his trip. Shout out to you guys for telling us your Thanksgiving traditions. I tried the Boma mustard, which is what Scott was talking about. He was going to oh, do fun. Thanksgiving uh, for Thanksgiving and my family loved it. Our holiday will never be the same without it. Right. Yeah. Boma mustard. I, you know, I don't think I've, I've had it. I'm sure, but I, I don't recall. I, it's really, it is so good. So good. Yeah. Got to try it. 
All right, next question is from Morgan. Hey, Mike and BR, BR Guest Podcast crew. My name is Morgan. I discovered your podcast a couple of months ago and have loved it ever since. My fiance and I are getting married in August of 2023 and we'll be going on our Disney honeymoon late August into early September. We're so excited to have the ultimate Disney vacation as we're staying for 11 nights. But, wow, I'm yes. jealous. And congratulations, yeah. by the way, on the uh, upcoming for nuptials. Sure. That's awesome. We chose to stay at the Coronado and the Grandestino Tower for more of a honeymoon feel. I gotta give her the bell on that. <laughs> when that's exactly right. You're we have, doing it right. That's exactly right. <laughs> we have never been to the Coronado, nor have we ever stayed on Disney property, as our trips are usually budget focused. With that being said, I've read the biggest downfall of the Coronado is the internal bus system, as it is not always the fastest and most efficient way to get to the parks. Yet, it is the only way to get to the parks from this resort. I have a little bit of anxiety thinking about how uh, to get to the parks, getting to the parks for rope drop. Any advice? We're also open to getting Ubers when absolutely necessary, but would prefer to use the transportation that's included. Thanks for everything. Morgan. Morgan. Relax. As Aaron Rodgers once said, R-E-L-A-X. Because... <laughs> I stay at Coronado a lot. I love Coronado. And the Grand Casino Tower is awesome. I mean, Honeymoon nailed it. You, you've nailed it. You, perfect. And the bus, I don't know why people get this freaked out thing about like Caribbean Beach, Riverside, Coronado that had the four bus stops. It's not that big a deal. Like it does a lap around the resort, but it's not a big deal. You're still going to get to the parks. I mean, it's going to cost you five, five minutes. I mean, Pam, yeah. the, talk her through this because I really, I mean, I stay there all the time and I'd never give it a second thought. It's not a problem. You know what? It's really been something that has been posted about online so much that I think it has been made to be a bigger deal than it actually is. Like Mike, I stay at Coronado often um, and I, I, we have not found this to be an issue for us, even at park opening. So uh, um, I believe the order right now is that it stops at Grand Destino first I before think so. I think before so. going around. That didn't used to be the case. Um, and we were there was a while there where Grand Destino was actually the last pickup. So in the morning, there could be a time when the bus was too full and would head to the park. But they're sending a lot of buses during really busy times that's something to remember as well that they are doing that so when you get there you can talk to them about which which bus stop is the first to pick up if you're worried about that and you can just walk there if you would prefer i will tell you we don't do that though we go to the grand casino stop we stay there and we've always had a good experience it literally adds let's say seven minutes to your time for them to go around the um, the rest of the resort. And the thing that's not talked about very often is Grand Destino is really in the middle of the action. I know it it's considered an animal kingdom park, but well, that's, no, it's not you mean that Coronado, far. Coronado, the resort itself is in the middle of the action. I mean, it is. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, yes. It, that's, uh, that was going to be my point too. Like when you look at where it is, and I always, this is what it, it, because it's exactly what you just said. It was always, it's considered an animal kingdom lodge resort, which made me think it was remote. This is right? the furthest thing from the truth. It's sitting there right at the corner of uh, World Drive and Buena Vista, I guess it is. 
or Epcot you Resorts. Literally, look out at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, you're as clo- this hotel is probably the most centrally located to all four parks of any resort on property. It's like on the on the average, because you're right down the road from Magic Kingdom on World. You're right next to the studios, and because of that, you're right across the World Drive from Epcot. An yes. animal, you're an Animal Kingdom resort. You're really close. I know. To, We're yeah. trying to bring a level of sanity totally. to the internet <laughs> Walt Disney World fan group. I understand people are very passionate about their vacation, but I'm telling you, I have not had an experience with the buses impacting my trip um, to Grand Destino in any way. And I don't want to see you have anxiety about this. So I promise you'll be fine. All right, let's get to one last question, and uh, it says, Dear Mike and BOGP crew, the title so grateful to have found BOG. Thank you for such a wonderful show. We just started tuning in to prep for our big trip, and have truly enjoyed every episode. Thank you so much. Uh, We are surprising our soon-to-be teenager with his family trip to Walt Disney World for his 13th in January. We're also celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary and my 50th. Had to go before the before March to uh, before March ends for the fiftieth, right? It's our son's first trip and the second trip for my husband and I. We went for the fifth anniversary, so it's been twenty for our fifth anniversary. So it's been twenty years. We are huge Disneyland goers. We live on the California Central Coast and have a Disney tribe here in California, and go about once a year to the land and very often to Downtown Disney here. We're so excited to return to the world. May I please ask your advice about our hotel stay? All three of us are foodies, and we are splurging on that, going to every park while not spending as much time at the Magic Kingdom, since we love our Disneyland, in saving money on our hotel. We're staying at All Star Movies, also because this is where my husband and I stayed first. We were in Toy Story last time, and we thought it would be fun to do that again, but it's now a deluxe, or it's actually called preferred room. We don't like the Mighty Ducks. Sorry, Sporto Mike. How do you not like the Mighty Ducks? When they debuted, they had the coolest logo ever with that hockey mask. It looked like a bill. Oh, for that sure. was the coolest. Yeah. I, had, I, I used to have their hockey jersey, and I lost it some at some point. God, that was the coolest jersey ever. I got I need to just buy a new one. But it was cool. Anyway, she says, and we aren't crazy about Herbie. And think we should spring, uh, and think we should spring to save on walking too by asking for either Toy Story for nostalgia, or Dalmatians. We love them, or Fantasia. We also love, even though that pool is down, since we need zero pool time. We swim all the time at home. She says. So the question is, should we splurge on the preferred room for the theming, and also to save on some extra steps to the bus? I think we are talking spending a couple hundred more for the eight night trip and just wondering if you'd recommend that or maybe we will be so tired at the end of the day, we won't even care. Thanks so much for your guidance, entire BOGP crew. Peace and Disney love to you all. Heidi from California. Well, Heidi, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for finding us. Congratulations on the upcoming anniversary, on your son's first trip, 13th birthday, teenagers. We know angst, all that coming. So hang in there. We got it. I got a 14 year old and a girl. So look out. Um, anyway, so let me ask your philosophy on this. When you stay at a value, because the values have this preferred category where you are more centrally located within the resort. Pop Century has it. The All-Stars have it. Uh, Art of Animation has it with Finding Nemo. Um, mm-hmm. Do you do? Because I don't. Because I look at it like dude, I'm walking 38,000 steps a day. 
<laughs> I'm saving a couple hundred bucks and walking 39. You know, like I, that's just me though. Cause I'm cheap. I don't know. What would you do? So I will say, um, you know, the theming in all the rooms is exactly the same. And that was mentioned, you know, in part of her email that she was talking about the theming. I get that what you're going to look out outside of your room is yeah, different, yeah. but there is a walkway between your window and, and the railing. So it's not like you have your own private balcony that you're looking out of. So that's something I just wanted to bring up. But the theming in the room is going to be exactly the same, no matter what building you are staying at. So if that's what you're looking for primarily, if that's a reason why you're looking to stay at one of these other sections of the hotels, then I would not do this at all. I think the main reason that people choose to upgrade to a preferred room, and it's not a huge cost in terms of upgrading, but it is a cost for sure, right? Is that um, you want to be closer to the main building to get food and drink from the main building and also the location of the buses too. So that's really what preferred is. It's just a location issue. Um, and I think it's such a personal choice. We have some people who are like, I want to stay at this hotel. And we're like, I'm sorry, you know, all stars is not available in the preferred room. Do you want to stay in the standard room or would you rather go to pop century and preferred? And they're like, Oh no, I am staying at a preferred room. I have been at the yeah. furthest building. Yeah. It was not what I wanted and whatnot. So because you're interested in being close to the main building, that's the one room request that I would put in. I would put in a request to be closer to the main building and you'll, you know, based on availability, they may put you in a room that is a non-preferred room, but the closer, the closer yeah. to the main building. And that's what I would do if I were you. For example, at Pop Century, what they can do, if you don't book preferred, you have a standard room. But you ask, you put a request on there. Sometimes I'll throw you in one of the 50s or 70s buildings, which part of those are preferred, but part of them are not. Right. So Based on their location right. in the, right. in the, the across building. So you may be getting a room that is five rooms down from somebody that's paying an extra 20 bucks a night, you know, yes. it, but I mean, you also may end up in the nineties, which I mean is, I think it's in a different zip code. So I'm just saying, no, it's not that bad, but I mean, it's far. So Rhonda yeah. Lee points out too, and this is a good point, depending on where your room is located, especially if you're at the all-stars where you are, maybe closer to another resort <laughs> food and bus stop. I mean, just, uh, you need to like envision, like, look at the resorts. They're all connected. Yep. So um, that is true. Point that too. is true. I mean, you could be like, I'm just gonna go over to music and get something to eat, you know, right? instead of movie. Yeah. yeah. And I've done that. I've seriously, I've done that. That's a good call. Well, hey, this has been a lot of fun. We're going to be back on Friday. I'm super excited for Friday's show because Ricky's going to join us. Pam's going to be here. Len had a question. Len is getting ready to go down to Walt Disney World. Len, I've been talking to you. We've been working on this trip for quite a while over at the Magic for Less. He's super excited to go down for the holidays. He had a question about snacks. I wasn't avoiding it, but we're going to do a recap of all the holiday stuff that they got to experience. And that's going yes. to be A1, one of my questions, as well as Pam and the dessert party during the christmas party i can't believe yes it. i know it's like a hot fudge on top of a blizzard or something you know it's a peanut butter parfait inside of a blizzard or something um, at dairy queen yeah. so we're going to talk about all that stuff on friday so stay tuned for that but don't forget our shows always brought to you by our amazing sponsor which you can see over my shoulder here in the studio let me just tell you a little bit about this box this box his 
I mean, it has made it. Like, this box was made. Pam, you made this box. It's in the studio. The Magic for Less travel logo and the podcast box. This was made for the Treehouse live show that we did in the Treehouse Villas at Walt Disney World. Yeah. I want to say we did that in 2009 or 2010. Gosh, it was a long even, time ago. It was. It this, was. These things survived a trip down to Walt Disney down. World and back in the trailer. It survived the playroom at the old house where I used to broadcast from the move right. to the new house. It, it's amazing. They're still here, but I'm saying that because you're going to see this logo over my shoulder, the magic for less travel. They bring you all these shows and we want to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney world, Disneyland cruise line adventures by Disney trip. We're standing by right now. You know what? We're like Santa's little helper this time of year, even though not all of us have pointy ears, but some of us might, we're just not going to point it out because it's self-esteem, but We'll help you plan a great trip, and you can put that under the tree. Just think about it. Wrap a guidebook. Wrap a Mickey plush and be like, yes, you know, the, the kids open it up on Christmas morning, and they get a Mickey plush. You're like, oh, I got a stuffed animal. Wow, that's cool. No, you don't just get a stuffed animal. We're going to Walt Disney World in April for spring break, kids. We're staying at Pop Century. We're staying at All-Star Movies. And everybody goes crazy. You have the viral video. You're a TikTok star. You know, picture it right now. That's what we can help you do. We're going on the Disney wish. You know, we're going to sail in the fantasy to, you know, the Eastern Caribbean. Whatever you want to do. And think about how easy that is. You don't have to throw elbows at Walmart. <laughs> you don't have to take anything back. It's awesome. I mean, I'm selling you right now, aren't I? I mean, because I hate shopping. I'm just telling you. It's easy. But, yeah, we'll help you. Just swing by the magicforless.com. Fill out that quote form. We'll take it from there. We'll work together. We'll have a good time. And the fun thing is it's, it's a lot of fun to do this. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. As you do that shopping this holiday season, we'd really appreciate it if you click through our Amazon affiliate link. It really does help us out. It's one extra click. takes you right back to the site. You can get all the crazy deals that I'm sure will be happening from here till Christmas. Just click through beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the show. You make all this craziness happen each and every week. Patreon.com slash beourguestpodcast. And you also get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If we're not enough, four shows in your feed, you get five. So there you go. I mean, it's a good thing or a bad thing, however you see it. So patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give Pam a follow on social media. She's at TMFLT Pam, and she'll be out on the West Coast doing all the Disneyland stuff. So follow her out there. I'm at Be Our Guest Mike, and I would love to talk to you this week on the social media. Of course, I will be out at Mizzou on Friday for the football championship game for our high school. And Mallory gets to cheer at the uh, Mizzou football stadium. So I'm excited for that. And uh, we'll be posting on that. We'll talk about that on Friday. So I can't wait for that. I'll be posting on Instagram with that as well. So join us also Sunday night. We'll have the live call-in show. Scotty G will be back. He will not be on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad like last week. He'll be in his studio. We'll be talking live, taking your calls Sunday night, Facebook and YouTube at 7 o'clock Eastern. Join us for that and give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. All right, we're going to get out of here and get Ricky and find her for Friday's show, and we're going to have a dual trip report to get you ready for any holiday trips you have coming up down to Walt Disney World and just get you in the spirit for the season because Thanksgiving's behind us, so it is Christmas and on and Christmas cookies and Bing Crosby and tinsel and, and all that good stuff from now on. So let's do it. So until we get back together again on Friday, for Pam, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Wednesday. Stay safe. Stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.